From Crema, this is Option 5, a podcast about product and innovation teams and how they take the leap to say yes and figure it out. I'm George Brooks. And I'm Dan Linhart. I think we wanted to kind of reach back into the archives. We have some conversations that we've had with our our team members. And mm-hmm. over over the course of this podcast, we're going to get a chance to to interview different members of our team, different product team members, and then other leadership members here. And I think one of the cool things about the way that we grow our company is that we hire really, really smart people mm-hmm. that are better than we are. Mm-hmm. And so we figured we'd pick their brains and see what they think. So today we're going to talk to Landon Young. He's one of our strategists and actually one of our remote strategists. And in this conversation, Landon helps unpack why project alignment is so important in our industry. So the idea of discovering and uncovering our clients' goals and business vision and why it is so important to make sure our product teams are aligned to that vision. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with Landon. All right. Well, welcome, Landon, to the podcast. Why don't you um, introduce yourself real quick? Yeah. My name is Landon Young, and I'm a strategist at Crema. I've been at Crema for about two years now. And in this role, I help work with C-level execs, product owners, product teams, and and help them discover and and uncover their vision, their high-level goals for product, uh, their business goals that they want to achieve, and then align those with our product teams who will then deliver some amazing experience. And hopefully those two line up. Along the process, my job is to keep us aligned around that North Star. What is the vision? What are the goals? And are we continually striving toward those goals? The way we do that is by first off, uh, uncovering the assumptions that we have, the beliefs that we have, the, the hopes and dreams that we have, as team members in what we call a strategy and alignment session. Hmm. I'll stop there. Well done. Let's start first with what are some of the biggest challenges? I can We can make some assumptions what a strategy and alignment session might be, and we'll get into what that actually looks like, but what are some of the biggest challenges getting people aligned? Yeah, so we all, we all carry with us beliefs, assumptions, values, ways of making decisions, unspoken desires, preferences. And those things are rarely out in the open. These aren't things we wear on our sleeves. Many times they're not even things we know about ourselves. My job is to ask the right questions that bring those to the surface and allow us to inspect them, discuss them, and even compare and contrast different team members and our different values and our different goals. With the ultimate goal of understanding one another and whether or not we ultimately agree, we have this sense of understanding and alignment on where we're going and how we're going to get there. So we talked, so what are some of the tactics then um, that you use to, to help people get to that alignment? Part of my job is, like I said, asking the right questions. Sometimes my job is to be devil's advocate to pose hypothetical situations or scenarios and engage our varied responses to that hypothetical situation. And so I will interject maybe um, uh, 
what I think is probably the worst solution, just so people respond to it and give me an idea uh, about what they believe some better option might be. Hmm. Sometimes my goal is to be, like I said, devil's advocate, and I'll be the dumbest guy in the room. So I'll ask the questions that we all probably think that we're agreed on, something really obvious, something really fundamental. But sometimes it's those most fundamental foundational things that if we disagree on, and we tend to, if we disagree on them, they end up playing out throughout the life of the project in all sorts of ways, Hmm. uh, impacting the ways we make decisions. Um, So playing devil's advocate, introducing hypothetical situations, and then asking the really obvious questions to reveal the not so obvious answers. So Landon, in your experience, what's the danger of not being aligned, particularly within a product team? Yeah. So I think there's a danger in not being aligned around the, you know, large goals and vision and things. But I think even more fundamental is uh, not being in alignment or an understanding of one another. Uh, and I think that's, that's a really core thing that has to, be, has to be right in a project. I have to have the desire to understand the person across the table from me, to know them, even if I disagree with them. Hmm. And the risk is if our clients don't feel understood, don't feel heard, don't feel known, then how can they possibly trust us? Uh, with the rest of the process. Mm, right. So I think first, first off is, is building a relationship that's based on understanding. And um, that involves us being honest and open and transparent. And it involves us re- kind of requiring that of others as well. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about our early strategy and alignment sessions, these are very intimate conversations where you might only have six to eight people around a table. And in that intimate conversation, we can reveal those big hopes and dreams and goals for a product. Um, and we can share that, uh, that baby, if you will, this baby, we've been, um, nurturing this idea. We can share that and be a little vulnerable with it. We can be real and say, Hey, it's not, it's not all figured out. We don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And, and whenever there's a relationship of trust, uh, we can then come in and, uh, and then ask the right questions. We can, we can provide the right tools. We can provide, um, some guidance and direction, um, that otherwise wouldn't be possible. So, so one, a risk of not being known or understood. I think the other risk is not having a shared vocabulary mm-hmm. to, to discuss any of the topics mm-hmm. that might come up during uh, the initial session or throughout the life and the engagement. And this is something that I've experienced recently uh, with a, a large company, uh, a division within a large company that we're working with. Uh, we, we assumed that we understood what they meant when they used a certain term. And they, they thought that they were all in alignment around certain terms. But once we really were like three or four hours into a session, we realized, hey, we're using these words in different ways. Hmm. And I had this gut reaction. I don't think reaction. you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you keep I using this, that word. <laughs> I had that gut instinct of, you know, I, I don't think that we – we are understanding uh, this concept. And so, so I'll, that's where I'm the dumbest guy in the room. And I say, Hey, this is a word we're, we're using a lot. Do you mind if we just define that and turn out, we all defined it differently whenever we did that exercise. And by defining one of the most fundamental words of the project, 
we were able to then communicate so much better for the remaining hours of that engagement and over the last few weeks of the engagement. Mm. Yeah, it's really so I good. think the, the risk of communication, so, so how are we going to communicate? What words are we using? What concepts are they? And can we trust one another to have those most intimate conversations about our product or our company? That's great. Yeah, we, I mean, we always talk about, you know, uh, it's people, what is it? We're in the business of people. We just happen to build products, mm -hmm. right? And so Absolutely. I think that it's it's interesting to me what you're saying there, that this idea of we have to build trust first before maybe we can press into whether or not we are aligned or not. Um, so sometimes right. just getting to know each other into building a mutual respect for each other mm -hmm. and then going, oh, I don't think, I don't think we're saying the same thing there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. At, at just the first handshake, we may not be allowed to ask that question mm -hmm. um, yet. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I can't shake someone's hand and say, like, hey, I heard you use this word, but I think you're wrong about that. Like, <laughs> that's right. That's right. not okay. Right. Um, now give me lots but, of money to figure out your problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's not okay. Um, but when that when that trust is built, then those those most uh, those obvious questions, those most fundamental questions, can be can be asked in a situation of mutual understanding and respect. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's safe to say what I heard there really good stuff is that in order for alignment to be achieved, there's this aspect of vulnerability aspect of someone to be known. But, and in order to do that, it's welcoming their voice. It's getting their voice out and expecting disagreement and being okay with that. So alignment doesn't mean that you're all in agreement. It means that it's a safe environment for everyone to feel vulnerable, that they can feel vulnerable in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, vulnerable and safe. Yes, vulnerable and safe. And being able to achieve a goal greater than themselves because disagreement was, it was stated that disagreement is good, healthy debate is good, and that we're going to move forward in a way to where everyone was able to have input. Everyone was able to feel like I was able to get my knowledge, my expertise out on the table. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you bring up a great point. The word everyone, everyone mm -hmm. is able to contribute. And I think that's, that's something that's crucial in that intimate environment is that even the most quiet voice, mm -hmm. even the most quiet soul in the room is able to contribute and share and feel comfortable doing that and, mm -hmm. and know that they are heard. Mm. Know, know that those around them want to understand where they're coming from. That's great. So I know this is, there's no easy answer to this, um, but I'm curious to, to get your take on, and it's something we're always trying to get better at, um, on how do you keep that alignment throughout the life of a product? Mm. So not just in the strategy alignment session, like that's, you know, th that's the time when people are out of their elements, so they're already starting to think differently, and then they, you're, they're taking bold steps to, to do something maybe they're not comfortable with. But then they got to get back to work. They go back to their normal routines. They go back to their day-to-day. -day, then they start doing the things that they do. How do you keep people, how do you see people effectively keeping aligned as, as the project or the product has its life? Absolutely. We've all experienced being so enveloped in a project that we're heads down day after day. And after a while, we realize we haven't really stepped up for a breather, right? We, we haven't stopped and considered the long term. Mm. And I think that's one of the one of the advantages of working with a crema, for instance, is you're kind of forced, we, we force the client um, every once in a while to take a breather, to, to consider the long term, reconsider that vision. Like, hey, are we, are we still working toward that? Mm -hmm. 
And, and I think we are able to do that in our product teams because um, the product manager and the product strategist are in constant conversation over time. And so, so some of the higher level strategic items and some of the day-to-day items are, are always being pulled back and forth, like between, are, are we getting things done on time? Are we also considering this North star of where we're going? Mm-hmm. So this is back and forth pool that we do internally for the sake of the client so that whenever we pull them in every, uh, you know, every few months or every few weeks or whenever that is, uh, we're able to, we're able to do so, um, with alignment as a team at Crimna, mm. and we're able to tell them, Hey, along the last few weeks, we've been working th- toward these product goals. And the whole time we've been keeping your, your long-term vision in mind. And here's how we've achieved that. Where have we got it wrong? <laughs> right. Um, but, but I think we, we offer them the chance to the breather. We offer them the chance to, to think in a divergent way as well mm. every once in a while. Yeah, it's, good. it's really good. So Landon, um, there, there are going to be listeners out there that are in a similar, similar role. They're working with clients. Maybe they're working within their own startup. They're working, um, in any facet of, or any phase of product development. And they're trying to work as hard as they can to get people aligned to help them. What are some ways that you get better at your job? What are some ways that you practice? What are some things you're reading? You know, you name it sky's the limit that you do to get better at, at your work. Yeah, I think, I think it starts with a basic assumption that underlines um, the hiring process at Crema. The way I understand it is uh, we look for people who assume that they're not there yet. They assume that they're not perfect. They don't know everything and that there's something left to improve on. There's something left to learn. Right. That and was so actually, think, no, no, Landon, that was only for you. That was for me. Wow. You really put me through the ring on that. Um, I'm teasing. Keep going. Yeah, that was good. That was good. No, I, I think that's really important. I think so you have to have the assumption. I, I have to have the assumption that I'm not there yet. There's always something I can learn, something I can improve, something new to reflect on. So, so one, having that basic assumption, working from that point of view. And then two, working with others in your craft. Mm. And we at Crema do that through our craft channels. So I'm in communication every day with other strategists talking about uh, what is new, what is best practice, what have we found internally to be helpful, or what have we seen out in the world where someone's maybe talking about uh, a tool, uh, a new opportunity, a new industry we should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. So I think we're, we're always sharpening one another mm. Um, day, daily. Um, and we come to those conversations not saying, yeah, I already knew that or, or yeah, I, I had that idea as well. Or um, yeah, that's fine, but it doesn't fit within my current way of doing things. We come mm-hmm. to that with an open mind thinking, how might I be improved by this thing I'm, I'm reading, this thing I'm seeing, or this practice that my colleague is, is bringing up. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever we come from that perspective, you're, you're bound to grow and you're bound to expand uh, your tool set mm. that you have and your way of thinking. That's great. Now the, the real question is if I asked an artificial intelligence, how old you were, <laughs> what do you think it would tell me? And I think you actually know the answer to this cause we've done it before, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Am I even here at all? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, uh, 44. Yes, that's right. Uh, is how old I am. Somewhere between 44 and 65. Uh, that's somewhere so in there. Great. So, that was so great. So uh, maybe kind of wrapping it up. So I know that you're, you've kind of had a really varied um, background, which I think is what's so awesome about what you bring to Crema, uh, both having your own startup and having been in the academic world um, after that and lots of other things that you, you, you've done on the side as well. Um, what do you think, and you kind of talked to this already, that idea of not already being there, but what do you think it means to have you know, a diverse team mm. of people bringing their different backgrounds and perspectives to the table when trying to create something new? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we as an internal team have to constantly wrestle and reconcile with our different ways of thinking, our different frameworks for approaching projects, tasks. And I think as a result um, of both a desire for improvement, a desire for collaboration, and um, I think you have to come from that place. But within that context, we're able to kind of wrestle through, you see things this way, I see thing, things this way. Um, those are two very different ways of approaching this. Uh, how might we appreciate one another's view? Mm. And then how do those differences relate to the way we relate to our clients <laughs> who also bring different opinions and different ways of thinking? Um, for instance, our designers, um, I, I think designers in general tend to have this sort of like positivist view on the world, right? So mm. here's my PhD theoretical side coming out, right? Mm. So designers have this positivist view. Uh, we get We get an idea. Once that idea is there, it's like concrete in our mind. We're just ready to put it out into the world. And we collect, we collect pieces of the world, ideas, inspirations, put them together, and that becomes the way the world is. Um, whereas some other team members on Krimis team kind of build reality. Um, so we're, we're, it's very subjective. It's open. It's fluid and, uh, and emergent, if you will. Mm. And so I, I tend to be more like that on most projects. And so whenever I'm working with a designer um, and a designer says, well, this is the way it is in my brain. Therefore, this is the way it is. <laughs> and, and we're, and I'm able to say that Darren's is laughing awesome. it's our, it's our lives together for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And, and I think, but I think those differences are, are what makes the team so strong, mm -hmm. but only because we want to listen. Right. We want to know one another. We want to see that other perspective and we want to get to a better place as a result mm -hmm. of it. Regardless, it's not about who's right or wrong. It's about what is best for the client, the situation, the, the product. So, that's great. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's why we can be so successful. Um, but I think that stems from hiring. I think that stems from, from the team itself. That's great. <clears throat> we had a, um, Oh, hold on. <laughs> Zoom is telling me that, that's oh, we've such, only got a few more minutes. It's such a brilliant <laughs> side note. Zoom, very smart. I guess I'm not on the pro account or I'm not logged in as my on my pro account. I have one. I don't I always use the wrong email address. Anyways, it at 40 minutes it goes, Well, it looks like you uh you don't have pro. You know, um we you know what, don't even worry about it. We already made you we went ahead and just upgraded your account if if you want to keep going. And it's like, that's brilliant. Like at this point, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I have to yeah. finish the call. You yeah. have successfully like activated 40 minutes me. is such a weird time. <laughs> right. Nobody thinks right. in 40 minute chunks. Right. Um, uh, it so, is. Yeah, it's brilliant. It is. 
Um, so Landon, I think, I think let's wrap up. I, I really appreciate your time to, to jump on the call. Um, you, you have been an awesome addition to the team as we've kind of thought through just how we do strategy here, how we've gotten so much better at it over the last couple of years. And then also the dynamic of what it means to be on a remote team as well. Um, so thank you for taking the time to jump on a video uh, video conference thing that we actually figured out how to do that. That's right. It's our first one. <laughs> Option five. Say yes and figure it out. That's right. Uh, Option five. Um, so thank you again. And um, uh, I don't know how to wrap it. And yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys. I appreciate it. This has been great. All right. Thanks. We really enjoyed that conversation with Landon. Um, he He's brilliant in the way that he looks at how to uh, align our clients, align our own product teams, and then um, really looking for ways to make that be successful. Um, I love one of the things that he talked about, which is that we oftentimes as an agency get the opportunity to help our clients take a step back, step back, take a breather, mm-hmm. and look about look at the long term. Where are we going? Making sure that we're aligned in that, that vision. For the, the product. I thought that was really good. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, thank you guys as always for, for listening. Um, I, you know, I think hopefully we're going to have more of these interviews and I think we've got a few more queued up. So, um, check back later and you'll learn more about some of the product team members that we have here at Crema. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you think about it, would you give us five stars? That helps us out a lot. This podcast is edited by Larissa McCarty with help from our growth team, Gabby Brotherton, Nate Olson, and Alexa Houston. Check out our show notes at option5podcast.com. Crema is a digital product agency that crafts product teams that design, build, and ship innovation to the world's top scaling companies. We believe that creativity, technology, and people can change the future of business. Learn more about Crema at crema.us. I'm Dan. And I'm George. And you've been listening to Option 5 by Crema.